0: Welcome everybody, Filibuster Freestyle, it is your buddy Gavin, we've got Jeremy Johnson of Man Cook Good for a mashup of Kitchen Quarantine plus NFL football picks, which means sports jerks. So we're going to do a Kitchen Quarantine Sports Jerks collabo with our buddy Jeremy Johnson of Man Cook Good. Here comes the theme song, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, and SoundCloud, theme song, JJ on the other side. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle, filibuster, filibuster Watch out for the filibuster, Mm -hmm. filibuster Filibuster. Mm -hmm. Filibuster. Mm -hmm. freestyle, filibuster freestyle, Mm -hmm. it's the filibuster freestyle, filibuster freestyle. All right, ladies and gents, I believe for the first time in the year 2021, we waited until Inauguration Day festivities had concluded because I feel like If you go back in our archives, we didn't need this person to have to do one more Trump-era podcast. He's given us enough, but we're still talking kitchen quarantine and sports jerks. We're mashing it up with the only guy we can mash it up with, Jeremy Johnson of Man Cook Good. How are you, JJ? I'm pretty
1: good. It's a good day, I think.
0: I think it's a good day, too. And by the way, I forgot in your illustrious opening, we're also bringing back a third Remnant, which is Jeremy in the truck slash Jeremy in the car, which is you on your commute home from work. So we're really combining three different iterations of you showing up in one fell swoop. How do you feel about that? You gotta play the hits, Kev. You gotta play what the people want. Play the damn hits. And speaking of which, Kitchen Quarantine is an absolute hit of 2020. We'll keep that rolling here in 2021. And we've done, I think, four, maybe even five annual. Whether it's NCAA tournament and or NFL playoff kind of tailgating recipe type podcasts over our time together on the podcast here. So why not play the hits today, you know, with the AFC and NFC championship games coming our way? So let me we had no pre-show, which is the way we do it from Jeremy in the car. Um, How do you want to start this? Do you want to talk to teams? You want to talk dishes? You want to talk dishes and teams together? What was your thought? Um,
1: well, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's a weird year yes. Understatement of the year. It's a weird, uh, calendar year since this year just began, but normally I'd be talking about the food to bring to a party or the types of foods you can make for a party. Um, but it's not really appropriate this year. And, um, I'm thinking more along the lines of like how you can get some of your, some of the favorites play the hits but at home uh, without spending too much time working on it you know and like buffalo wings are one of those things that you get in restaurants you get to go most people don't have deep fryers they don't you know buffalo wing sauce is like sorcery to people they just don't understand you know it's and generally when you buy it it's it's always get some weird flavor to it if you buy buffalo wing sauce so Let's just start with that. Get the biggest sheet pan you got, and you either either salt and pepper those wings. Get the party wings, too. Do yourself a favor. Don't get the giant ones with the wing tips. Just pay the extra couple of bucks and get the wing tips, and get twice as many as you think you want. Boom. Salt and pepper them either right before you put them on the tray or a good, like, you know, minimum two, three hours before. Yep. And that way the salt can either – you don't want to have too much moisture on it is the point. And if the salt isn't on there long enough, it draws water to the surface. And then you've got this, like, salty brine, which is, you know, it's not going to let you get much crispiness. Um, throw that in the oven on the sheet pan. Don't don't have them in a big pile. Give them some room. 400, preheated oven for, like, 45 minutes. And at a half hour, I'd take them out and uh, try very carefully – try and flip them you don't want to be ripping off all the skin and a little with chicken if it doesn't want to give just let it be it'll mm. give when it's ready
0: nice that's um, a good tip
1: and you know meanwhile take 50 50 butter and frank's red hot sauce Yep. Yeah. so like a stick of butter is broken up the lines on the on the packaging break it up in a tablespoons cups I would basically just go with like a, you know, a cup of butter, which I believe is a stick, and a cup of Frank's Red Hot, if you got, you know, your family at four or something, and uh, the worst thing that can happen is you just have a little extra. Nothing wrong with that. Melt the butter, mix it with the Frank's Red Hot, and you've got buffalo wing sauce, but that's why buffalo wings are really not good for you. Not only are they fried
0: fatty chicken but they're also a
1: 50 50 butter mixture
0: you know right and by the way frank's red hot frank's red hot is not the healthiest hot sauce out there but that's probably why it tastes so damn good so totally agree totally agree um here's a couple questions for you um
1: are you a uh drumette or a uh wingette guy
0: well as you lots or drums as you probably remember I just want to clean the bone. I don't care what the wing looks like. So I guess by a narrow margin, I will go at, but I'm down with whatever, dude.
1: That's shocking. I, I'm a wing at guy. I yes. like the ability to just take the thing, put it in my mouth, and do the one like cartoon yes, move. Yes, yes. Where you pull the whole thing off and it's gone. Yes. And I have a hard time doing that with the drumette.
0: Yes, the at you need to either do a two bite or you need to use your tongue to separate the bone from itself it's not as clean. And that's exactly why I gave the drum at the edge. It gives you the Fred Flintstone all-in-one-bite Bronto Burger move. And that's... Yeah, that's the key. Uh, this... I mean,
1: maybe we should have a wing-eating contest um, with, you know, the with the pundits one one. I year. would... Because...
0: Like nothing I more do, than
1: that. I do pride myself in crushing 20
0: wings. JJ, I think to celebrate our ability to hang out safely whenever that will be, we will... On television... like. Well, I, Instagram TV, IG We will do a wing eating contest And if anybody else wants to join us, good for them Let's do this, I love it
1: That's an amazing idea, I can't wait to just sit in a room With my friends
0: and just like breathe everywhere And just blow my viral load all over the yeah. hair Yeah, I mean listen, it's if amazing. I give them yeah, If I give them a cold, so be it You know, I just don't want to give them COVID So yeah, I'm, we're, we're there we're not, we're not there, we're in the same place <laughs> We're right, not there right.
1: yet now, Are you blue cheese or ranch? Oh, I'm blue cheese all day Blue cheese, even like the mediocre blue cheese over ranch.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm more of a barbecue sauce ranch guy. If I got to, and I think ranch, oh. ranch is good for a lot of things. But again, I will always go blue cheese first on wings. All
1: right. Well, we got that covered. Um, so there's your wings. Yeah. So, you know, plan on, plan on. Oh, and then when you make the you make the sauce, you pour the sauce into like the biggest bowl you have. And you throw the wings that are cooked into that and toss them in there. Don't try to like pour them over it or brush them over it. You toss the wings in a giant bowl and put them on a plate or just eat them out of a bowl, you savage. You don't have anybody over anyway.
0: 100%.
1: And happy days. I got a little, sometimes I like to mix the blue cheese or ranch depending on what we're moving forward with that day. I like
0: to mix a little bit in with the sauce. Oh, sure. Which is a little fun. That's a nice little life hack right there. Um, Then, you know, I mean, not everybody's got
1: ramekins and, you know, but if you're doing it for a crowd, that can get a little dicey because everyone's got their preferred uh, volume of dip and sauce. and You don't want to screw that up too much. Um, Regarding the second step, I basically throw this this dish out there because I just made it recently and I used kind of an interesting technique and um, I was really thrilled with the results I made some chili Um, I realized in talking to someone recently that uh, I hadn't made chili in a long time they are like everyone's got the best chili recipe you know I'm like I believe them you know why because chili's good and uh, it basically comes down to are you doing a Texas style chili which uh, they they're like, excuse me, sir, there's a bean in my chili. It's a, it's a meat and spiced tomato. It's like a bolognese. It's like a Texas bolognese, you know? <laughs> um, and then there's, you know, the chili with beans in it. I like to take a, a halfway approach because, you know, I'm a Yank living in California who likes to make food how I like it. I'm not bound by the century of tradition of a, of a region. Um, so I do like a little bit of bean in my chili. But, but not too much bean. If you've got an immersion blender or a food processor, um, you can pull off this move. I I chop up an onion, a couple of carrots for some sweetness, and some peppers. Peppers is a whole nother conversation. We'll get into heat towards the end. And you chop it up as fine as you can. Throw it in the um, throw it in the pot with some oil, salt it, and put a little more oil than you think. And you put your spices in with that there so that that, all that stuff gets coated and that spice gets to bloom in the oil. Wait, let me back up, Kev. I screwed up. No worries. Back it up. First, you brown your meat. Put your hamburger or your turkey in there. Get the fattiest mix you can get. If you're feeling fancy, go with like some steak tips or something, but cut them up real small and brown your meat there. and the best way to brown your meat is to just kind of let it be you want it as dry as possible the more water that's in it then the more you know it's going to steam and you're going to get that gray meat and it'll be cooked it'll be fine but whatever but the more you break it up with a spatula yeah the more it releases the water out of the meat before it gets a chance to brown with the oil and the, and
0: the heat love it
1: when you got that basically cooked you really just leave it so that the bottom gets like a crust like a brown crust don't even worry about it being cooked all the way through pull that out reserve it use that oil that fat from the beef or the turkey and put your onions and your peppers and your carrots in there and cook that until those have really sweat i salt that i put in my cumin my chili powder um, I like a little paprika, put in some garlic cloves in there with it and uh, put the lid on it and just sweat that. So that's, you know, re- breaks down all the moisture and gets that. So it's a little less fibrous.
0: Nice. And
1: then you take a, a large can of whole tomatoes mm. and you put that in too. This is where the immersion blender is the best thing ever, because at this point you've got... You've got the start of chili. I mean, this, the chili is, is, is incoming, you know. Yeah. But if I want to cook that down so that it's like soupy, it's going to take hours, you know. It, you could do it in a crock pot or you could do it on the stovetop. But we're talking like a three-hour process to get um, whole peeled um, tomatoes broken down into a sauce. Or you take the immersion blender after they've had a chance to marry flavors a little bit. You stick it in there, and you, you puree that whole thing. Mm. Like that. So now you've got this mix. It's, it's a completely cohesive mix of the peppers, the onions, the carrots, the tomatoes, the spices. It's all there. And then I just dump a can of beans in there, and I put the meat in there, mm. and let it bubble on low for an hour. And but- it is like... Right there, man. Let's it is go. such a yeah, nice consistency. And all you've got, like, you, it's meat. it features the meat, like a Texas chili does. You've got some beans. I put in black beans last time. A lot of people, they, um, they like the pinto beans. Pinto, yeah, for sure. But um, I put in some black beans. But you've all, you get just enough. There's some in there. But that's the only texture that you've got, is you've got meat and you've got chili glop. And you've got a few beans in there. It's really nice.
0: Yeah. Do you have a uh, recommendation for like, what is it? Would you go like Tostitos type chicken, like tortilla chips? Do you go with bread? What do you do with your chili?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that is a, another, a whole other controversy. I like, I, I mean, if I could get right into it, I like a cornbread. And you get like a Bob's Red Mill cornbread mix. Yep. And, you know, put in like milk instead of water. And... You make a real nice cornbread, and you have some cornbread with your chili. Yeah, and you don't have to think about it too much.
0: Yeah, you're damn right.
1: That, like that that blue box, that Jiffy cornbread makes. I mean, that stuff is fine. Like you don't have to get too crazy for this. You can make cornbread with like some oil and egg and like and some some water right. in a mix, and you're done. Like it's not a super complicated thing. Just make sure you grease your pan. Um, cause it, it can get a little hard to remove if it, if it's not properly greased. So just go a little overboard with the butter on the edge of the pan. Um, and then it's like everybody, you know, and let's talk about the spice. Okay. Some people like spicy chili. Some people don't like spice. I like it. You know, it, the, the trick, it's easy to make something too spicy
0: yes. and
1: it's easy to make it not spicy. But when you start getting into peppers and chilies, like, it can get a little overwhelming. you get into the dehydrated chilies and you know, they're in like all the Mexican uh, grocery stores and it can just, it can feel a little like a little much. I like to screw around with um, their Fresno chilies. They look like red jalapenos. It, they're, they're not as warm. They're not as hot as a, um, as a jalapeno, okay. But if you put if you put them in with the seeds, any of these chilies, like if you if you want to like control the heat, you scrape the seeds and the the pith, the ribs of it out. That's where all the spice is, right? So like you can take a chili like an Anaheim, which is spicier than a bell pepper, but not um, not as spicy as a jalapeno. But if you put that whole thing in there with the seeds, anytime somebody gets a seed they're going to have a little spot of fire on their tongue, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, But not overwhelming, you know, which is nice. Right. So, like, if you're a guy that likes a, just a splashy heat, just enough to, like, warm your head and maybe, like, pop out, like, a bead of sweat or two by the end of a bowl, I would go with, like, one bell pepper and, like, two of these Fresno chilies. Okay. They look like red jalapenos. And I would mostly de-seed them. I just have a few seeds in there. You could also go with, um, like, one jalapeno or one serrano chili per two. Or just, like, I find that, like, one dash of powdered ground cayenne, um, like, per serving. So, like, you know, you make that chili that I just described, you're going to get, like, eight servings out of it. One dash per serving might be a little much for somebody that can't handle heat so you just use that to like back it off so like if you if you just want a little bit of warmth maybe go to like four to five you know you take your spicy you do one dash into it yep this stuff goes a long way you get some good heat out of a cayenne
0: yeah that's good advice and very good advice the
1: habanero you're, you're you better be ready for some heat, because every bite
0: you get with the habanero, especially if those seeds get in there, because the seeds spread out. You yes. Know? Yeah, you can't control those. Um, and then, of course, you know, you get
1: into the toppings. And I really like the, I like the sh- shred, shredded cheese. I like to use yogurt instead of sour cream and stuff. I find it gives just a little bit more uh, flavor. Okay. And, um, and it's a little healthier for you anyway. Yeah, interesting um, combo. I love green onions. Yes. Uh, million percent. Love some green onions on there. It gives it a nice, you know, raw flavor. Um, I like, uh, I love tortilla chips of the two. I'm not mad at that. I don't mind it over rice, honestly. Like,
0: oh, it's so good with rice. Bread. Absolutely. Um, you know, but like,
1: get some good tortilla chips. I mean, if you're going to your basic grocery store, you're kind of just a prisoner to what they've got. But if you've got like a Mexican place in town that you like their chips, see if they'll sell you a bag of them you know they often do get some big thick ones that you can go on or just get some Fritos I mean get into like a homemade Frito pie
0: oh yeah those are good too those are I don't even want to say those polarizing but you forget about those but they're pretty good they're pretty good I mean that's the 7-Eleven move right there you know it's, it's, it's not
1: it's not good for you but at 3 o'clock in the morning it might be the best thing you can eat Is Fritos absolutely well,
0: Fritos with the chili and the cheese on it. Yeah, it's back. gonna put it's gonna put some uh, you know some some meat between your ribs, and you're gonna need that too. If you're up at three in the morning eating chili, you're gonna need it. You're gonna need that. So right, yeah, you need that. So you know, this is all I. This is all kind of in preparation of hopefully people are making some food this weekend and watching these two games. Do we have anything else from a, a food prep standpoint, or do we want it, we wanted to stick with the wings and the chili? I think right.
1: Yeah, this is the kind of thing where you can you can set this up in the morning and then you don't have to like, you can have that chili just bubbling away and you need it whenever you want. You can start the wings like, you know, an hour before the game, an hour and a half before the game, start working on it. And like when the game starts, you sit down to a plate of wings. You don't want to be in the kitchen, you know, and like dealing with, food when the game's on yeah that's the, the game.
0: that's the number one advice you give every year during this podcast which is the last thing you want to do if your team or a team you care about is playing or if you're hosting is to be slaving in the kitchen when people are watching the game so do something that's a set it and forget it that just gets you ready to watch the game and the people can serve themselves right they can serve themselves wings they can serve themselves chili so it's no big deal exactly i love it okay Let's look at the the sports jerks element of this weekend. 43-year-old Tom Brady, formerly of the New England Patriots. You all might have heard he left for Tampa Bay last year. He is back in what I believe is, what, his 13th or 14th conference final, conference championship game. Um, where are you on that? It's a very polarizing feeling here in Boston. Um, I'm sure it is around the country. But for somebody who's been on the West Coast for most of Tom Brady's career, where are you at? How are you feeling about the Tom Brady Buccaneers Final Four experience? I, you know,
1: Kev, this is why every Patriots fan should be for Tom Brady. Besides the obvious one, like yeah, he was our he was our quarterback. We, we had un, unprecedented success with him for a ridiculous amount of time. Mm-hmm. But we've been telling everybody why Tom Brady's the best quarterback that's ever played. For like 15 years.
0: Right. This proves us right. We can't lose. If Tom continues to win, we keep winning. Right. That's not a bad point. We
1: keep, like, I'm like, I'm still right. As long as Tom plays well. Tom falls on his face or if he loses, then the world starts to move on away from us even more. So this is our last gasp. This is our fingernails. In our our guy, and it's like we've been rooting for this guy for so long. I've been telling people how remarkable he is as long as I can, and arguing with people who try to diminish his greatness for 20 years. I've been having that system quarterback argument, the stupidest thing I've ever seen, which is funny in a way because he's becoming a system quarterback again. He's Benjamin Button. <laughs> His hair is white is uh, is is darker and fuller than it's ever been. His teeth are are like Siegfried and Roy white. He's got like toothpaste commercial white teeth. Yep. But he like he's playing like he was in the beginning of his career and I'm wondering if they take the if they take the reins off him a little bit because I feel that in that last game they were they were protecting against the opportunistic Saints defense, and they also had a bunch of tape on the Saints defense where they they knew what they were going to try to do, and they were they were. It looked like both of those teams were just waiting for the other team to screw up in right. that game. They were really feeling each other out. It felt like the beginning of a boxing match that just kept going. You know, um, they were both afraid to get hit, and you know, Drew, bless him. I mean, what a what a bummer of a way for him to go out, but he just didn't have it anymore, and I'm shocked that he was even playing in that game Right when you consider what he did to his body recently, but you know, I think that, like, you know, the Bucks beat the Packers this season in kind of a weird game where the Bucks defense jumped out, and uh, you know, the Bucks got a bunch of points, and then the Packers weren't able to make up the difference. I don't think it's that relevant going forward here, but Tom's got so much tape now of, like, managing the game. I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that if the Packers are playing their offense. Right. they got to score they points. they have been down the
0: stretch. Right. they got to score points. I don't think their defense is as
1: prolific or as, like, uh, exciting as the Saints' defense was. And, uh, I mean, really, like, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense, just, they, they look so calm and so, like, they, they, they're – they look like they can really beat anybody at this point. Yes. And uh, uh, they're gi- going to have to put up 30 points to beat a minimum.
0: Yeah. It's it's super interesting because I think, yeah, this it's really a weird situation where the Bucks throttled the Packers earlier in the season, but the Packers couldn't be playing better. They're at home, which does matter a little because of how cold it is. And there are people who are like, well, Brady and Gronk, they play. Yeah, they used to play in New England, but the rest of their teammates – didn't and the Packers do? So yeah, I think unless Brady can put up thirty plus points, there's no chance because the Packers are definitely. I think the Packers are a guaranteed twenty seven points, don't you? I think so. Yeah, I think it's it's a weird
1: season too, Gav, because there hasn't been any fans to speak of. There's been some limited fan attendance. Yeah. But The home teams, the good teams, have won most of their games at home all season. It's a strange thing because you think, like, crowd noise and you think, like, you know, you think Brady would have walked into the Superdome with 80,000 fans and just, like, you know, managed that game to victory the way he did. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think that, like, I don't think that, um, uh, what's his name, that the, the Chiefs just played last week. I don't think that they would have played so well if, the Chief, if the Arrowhead Stadium had been, you know, filled with fans but the right team won anyway. Right. So there is something to the home field advantage that Vegas hasn't been able to figure it out on the spread, but there is something about playing in your home stadium and knowing where the bathrooms are and it seems to be effective, but yeah. I think that I think the better story is Brady winning.
0: Yeah, well, I, and and I think one of the reasons that's the truth is but one, you made your original point, which is, for those who've been saying he's the greatest of all time, to lead another team in the Super Bowl, potentially win a seventh Super Bowl with a different franchise, uh, at 43 years old, it just cements the fact that the guy's surreal and different than everybody else. But I really, the one thing, and I this is no longer an original take, though, I feel like I, I thought of it immediately, because... If you, let me just do a little segue here, JJ. If you follow Buffalo Bills fans at all, they still, after every playoff win, find a way to work the Patriots into it because the Patriots have been living rent-free in their heads for t- two decades. And so the most hilarious thing would be if it wasn't the Patriots who were their problem, to your point, it was Tom Brady. And if they go for their fifth Super Bowl, first in 25 years, whatever it's been, 30 years, and lose to the guy that's kept them out of the playoffs for the last twenty years. To quote Mike Greenberg, aka Greeny, that's delicious, delicious AF, frankly. And I'm rooting for a bills bucks Super Bowl because I want to see, um, I want to see the Bills either overcome it with their kryptonite or Tom Brady's make history. And either way, you can't go wrong. I think that the worst potential matchup is the Bills and the Packers. Okay, why is that? I think
1: well, because, like, you know, Mahomes
0: and Rogers are, are very comparable. Yeah, they're the State Farm guys. For, you know? a, for a reason. They're really
1: comparable, too. Yeah. And they're, like, they're, they're, and they're, they're, their arm strength, their skill set, their mobility, their ability to, um, you know, keep their eyes down field while they're moving around. Um, I think, uh, out of, I guess Allen is in that category too, but Mahomes and Rodgers have the most pure passing ability in the league, in my opinion. Sure, absolutely. Um, and, you know, Rodgers is kind of the old guard now. Mahomes is the, is the new guy. That's a great – I mean, you can, it's also the first Super Bowl, I believe, in the Chiefs and the yes, Packers. Yes, it
0: was. Super Bowl one was uh, those two teams, yes. So that's a great – you know, there's a lot that they can do with that.
1: Uh, anything Brady is anywhere near – People are going to click. People are interested in the story. Yep. Um, and then the Bills and um, and the Bucks would be great. But then you get into the Bills and the Packers, and just by default, I think it's fourth place in terms of compelling storyline.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, again, you, you'll get a good rating because the Packers have a zillion fans, and the B- the Bills fans are they also have a lot of fans, but they are ready to roll. I mean, this is a generational opportunity for them. So, yeah, I mean. You'll do a good number, but to your point, there's not a lot of bad blood there. There's not a lot of comparisons there. Like you said, Mahomes is a lot more established than Allen, so there's not enough of a kind of rivalry with the old guard and the new guard. I mean, Allen's like brand new guard. So I do agree that that's But how about that? Bills-Packers, two huge fan bases, um, is the fourth best potential matchup of the four. That's, that's That means we're in pretty good hands here down the stretch, don't you think?
1: I think yeah, it's. I think that the right teams are in there too. It's um yeah. it's been a it's been a strange season, and uh, a lot of things have happened. And at the end of the day, I think that the right teams got in there. And I think that uh, they matured at the right times, and that the
0: the Chiefs basically sleptwalked their way to like, what, like fourteen and two. They were fourteen and that. two, and they were actually fourteen and one, and then started henny in the the last game of the year. So yeah, they yeah they slept off their way to fourteen and two for sure.
1: How oh, about Henny too? I think
0: he made a few plays, man. I'll tell you what, uh, he made a few plays, which is all they need. He's been, he's been a good soldier and a bad quarterback for a long time, <laughs> and he got his moment. Yeah, that he had the he, he had the Drew Bledsoe moment, moment from oh one, drew. I mean, Drew had a career, you know.
1: Correct. Drew was Correct. the number one Correct. pick, like. Yeah. But you know, I mean, Henny, he he went out there. I love, you know he went trucking for that first down, and he. You get to lay down a hit. Like, it was like, that was a compelling game, and that was an enjoyable
0: game. It was. So let me ask you this. Let's let's close with the final subject content. Okay, you talked about what you think is compelling. We've talked about why a little bit. Who are you picking in these games to go with your delicious wings and your delicious chili?
1: I think uh, Packers are going to win um, 33-26. Ah. And I think that, uh, I think the Bills are going to win.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you I what. I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong.
1: But something about, you know, Mahomes is a little off, you know, and like, there's something about the dragon water that those Bills are drinking that I think they've got it.
0: Right. I, I totally agree. I think if, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, to your point, I mean, the, the Chiefs have been able to keep them... Si- the, the Chiefs can go down 20 and still come back and win by 30. I mean, they've literally did that to the Titans last year, right? So, But they keep going down by
1: 20. And, like, yes. if you keep living yes. on the edge like that, yes. and then you run into a team that's got some confidence to it, yes, then you end up losing in, like, a flurry. Like, they lose, like, you know, by, like, the last possession of the game or something. Like, bleep happens, man. We were talking about it on text. You and I were talking about it on text. Like, everybody was so ready to anoint... The Chiefs and Mahomes, you know, they're talking about Brady and six rings. And the, I mean, they, stop the insanity! Like we saw, like they nearly lost the divisional round because Mahomes got cracked in the head. And like the whole, like, you just burn an entire season of peak talent and peak salary cap. Like this is really hard stuff. And yes, they can flip that switch, but. If you keep going to that well, man, things
0: happen. Right. And that brings up the other point, which is the Bills have won, I think. Well, here's the thing. If they hadn't have lost on a Hail Mary to the Cardinals, they would be on a 13 game winning streak. Exactly. They are frigging, they're locked and loaded.
1: They are absolutely. And they've won a lot of different types of games. Yes. They've won by ahead, they've won from behind, they've
0: managed games. They've won shootouts. Yeah. And they already had their close call with, with getting upset by they, – they, they ran into a Colts team that played great and just the Bills had to play a little better. Um, and then, you know, honestly, they got some good fortune against a very experienced in-game Ravens team, which, which what I'm trying to say is they have yet to play their best game in the playoffs, which means the Chiefs could be in a buttload of trouble – to use a technical term, unless they come out with their own A game, which they really haven't done since like week two. So I I agree. They didn't even do it in the last Super Bowl. They haven't even done it in, you know, in
1: AFC Championship games. I could foresee a situation like two years ago, the AFC Championship game with the Patriots and the Chiefs, where the Patriots got out to an early lead, the Chiefs came storming back, but you know, the Patriots held on at the end and got some points at the end. I could see that exact thing happening again because you get into these games and sitting in neutral isn't going to cut it.
0: Right, and I think the Bills are too explosive to, to bank on your ability to come back from multiple scores down. So if you do start slow, to your point, the Bills will be able to probably make that drive. Now, I agree with you, and we could both be wrong, but I would love to argue with you on the other side too, but let's think about this. Tom Brady, not not take nothing away from Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, but they got a road game against uh, a team whose quarterback almost lost his leg and was injured again, so couldn't play. So they played their fifth guy of the year, Tyler Haneke, who you know played incredible, but is still a guy who's been a journeyman and who was in the AAFL or the XFL or some not not NFL league um, a year ago. So. Okay, good job, greatest quarterback of all time, beating that guy. And then you go up against Drew Brees, who is my age, also Tom's age, and he has eleven broken ribs. And I don't think he'd be playing right now if not for the fact that he knew he was going to retire right after the game, basically. So Brady hasn't seen a good quarterback yet, is my point. And Aaron Rodgers yeah. is a good quarterback, and I just—it's going to take a miracle for the Bucks to get out of Lambeau with a win. I think just take the bucks to do what they're
1: supposed to do to get out of land but they're too sloppy too many penalties
0: there's
1: too many times where Brady is like looking at the receiver like hey I mean you're supposed to go in but you you ran a slant you know like they're just they're not there there's just something wrong with them
0: and that's kind of the point though like they they've gotten away with it against a team that came in with a losing record on the year with a backup, 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 backup quarterback. And then they beat a team with a guy with 11 broken ribs. Taysom Hill wasn't there. And frankly, the Saints always struggle in the playoffs. They had one year where they put it together, right? I mean, let's be honest. So all that to say, the results that I'm saying are going to happen, which is Bills upset the Chiefs and Packers roll the Bucks. it could literally go the complete opposite, and I wouldn't be shocked. But I, I'm with you. I don't think the Chiefs have the A game that they're going to need if the Bills are locked and loaded. And I don't think the Bucks are can get out of their own way to the point where they're going to beat Aaron Rodgers in a shootout. That's where I'm at.
1: We're, we're basically a coin flip that we're wrong on both accounts. But
0: Yeah, I could see the games going any single way, but I just feel like, gun to my head, I don't think both number one seeds are going to win. And, and yeah, I feel better about the Bills. I think they're a more complete team, and I think they're playing better than... than I'll
1: say this for the Bucks. Like, look. Brees is a, a shell of himself And um, You know The fourth string quarterback For the under 500 team um, Is all true But those are both road games Totally And They're not easy to win road games But then You know They still have another road game
0: Well that's the other it's
1: not thing like they're going back to Tampa Bay
0: Nope Ironically They have to win three road games To play a home game in the Super Bowl On a neutral field So I mean That kind of storybook crap is not lost on me, that Tom Brady kind of has that ability to (laughs) transcend the storyline. So, J.J., that could be the thing, too. We could both be be talking about that. But That that offense is built for him to lead a Tom Brady drive. He's got everything he needs. Absolutely. And I can't believe that they're not doing more of it. And,
1: you know, I saw him and Byron Leftwich. They were so excited at the end of the game. I'm sure those guys have really been hammering it out, trying to figure out a way to make this thing work. And... I just think that, like, there's plenty of tape there. Like, go to what works with Tom. Take off take off the restrictor plate, man. Just, like, go to the death by a 1,000 cuts. Go to the in and the out and the slant and the seam and the in and the out and the slant and the seam and throw to the running back and throw the ball, like, 60 times and keep the ball away from Aaron. Yep. And next thing you know, you're up and you got a chance to go down and get up by 10 or 14 or something. And maybe you guys can pull this thing off, but I think if they sit in neutral like they did against the last two games and like they have, frankly, for like the first half of the season, Mm -hmm. that they're just going to fall too far behind and then Brady's going to go out throwing picks. That's what happens.
0: Right, right. But I will say, I think you're 100% right, that the blueprint is the AFC Championship game against the Chiefs two years ago. you got to go in, you got to blitz them, you got to get up 14-plus points, and then you got to hold on for dear life and make one more drive at the end. And honestly, who's done that more than anybody else in playoff history? The guy at your quarterback position. So there you go. Yeah. It'll be interesting. All right, JJ, that is a great mashup pod, especially how impromptu it was, for those of you who don't know. There was no pre-show. We just basically went and rock and rolled it. But great recipes, as always. Great picks, as always. Sports jerks. Kitchen quarantine. Please follow Mancook Good. That's Jeremy's... Instagram site at man cook good all one word and uh, what the hell subscribe to the freestyle as well and rate and review the damn thing these are Spotify Apple Podcasts you guys know the drill by now JJ I look forward to uh, more discussions about playoff football I look forward to the off season and the speculation we can bring about who will play quarterback next season for the Patriots but for the time being enjoy talking playoff football with you man it feels good it's weird not that the Patriots involved but. Uh, It feels good to do it. It feels normal, you know? Yeah. Several another little taste of normalcy. We love that. So, all right, man, stick around for a second. We will catch up. Everybody else, enjoy championship weekend. You heard it from us first. It's going to be a potential uh, Bills-Packers Super Bowl. We would love to see any other matchup, but, but either way, Sunday football, baby. Here we go. JJ, thanks a lot, man. Thank you.